Taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the unbuja food. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the unbuja food. Good morning, Twin Cities. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, my goodness. We are in 2021, y'all. Yep. And we are broadcasting on the radio. <laughs> Sorry. A little goof moment at the temporarily. But anyway, good morning. Good morning. It is, it is a Saturday morning. I'm not going to even try to describe what it is outside. <laughs> But it's Saturday. We have made it into 2021. Man. Feels we, like an achievement in and of itself. Yeah, totally. Totally. I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know what people did the past two, three days or whatever, but literally the fact that we made it here and you're listening to the sounds of my voice <laughs> or our voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to congratulate you for surviving (laughs) everything that we've been through. And we just got to wait a little bit longer for other things to get better. We won't talk about what that is, but just a few more days. (laughs) Anyway, I want to thank you all so much for one, literally throughout the years, being supportive, listening to the radio station, but specifically listening to the Unbougie Foodie. Uh, I want to encourage you and invite you to please follow us on um, on social media. Facebook is the Unbougie Foodie, Instagram is the underscore Unbougie Foodie, and Twitter is at Unbougie Foodie. You can also hit me on Twitter at the Unbougie Foodie Junior. Questions, polls, etc. Anything yeah. not uh, specifically uh, serious or <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But we have a really interesting uh, show today. Um, and when I say that, <laughs> sorry about that. That was scared me for a moment. I was like, "Why is that?" Anyway, I know where the level should be, and I just happened to look over and forgot about music playing in the background. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I have a really interesting show today because we are. I and I've tried to wonder about this. Not tried to wonder. I've wondered about this. For I don't know, maybe the past three, four years, and never looked into it. I was just, you know, I guess it's somebody's tradition or, you know, people's traditions. I don't know. But I've always heard about black eyed peas and cabbage or, or just certain dishes specifically, but directly black eyed peas, you know. Hmm. And I'm like, what is it about black eyed peas, especially the first of the year? So there is an article that I'm going to share um, that someone wrote, and he is a James Beard award winning uh, individual. And 
he's written a you know a, a number of articles and i believe he may have had a a book or has studied um uh certain cuisines but his name is Adrian Miller and we'll talk about you know specifically the article in just a moment but i'm just curious i can't recall if in our culture and i'm quite sure there probably is maybe I'm but not i don't sure. right exactly i never associate new years with like any any dish specifically no exactly i always associate with like cleaning Exactly, because that's who your grandmother is. Right, she's you like, know. I want my house clean. Yeah, before the, the new year. The year exactly. Like you know? But I've never really, I don't think we have any food traditions around it as far as I know. No, that and that's, I had to think about that. I was like, dang, I can't recall that we do. But, uh, you know, that's when you're younger, when you're the younger generation and everything. And honestly, <laughs> um, I'm quite sure that it's in other cultures or, you know, specifically ours though they like to keep secrets to themselves and not really give you a reasoning why we do certain things or why we eat certain meals or mm. you know even why we clean the house you know beginning of the year whatever i'm just saying you know they like to keep that to themselves they hold it close to the chest and you're like why just because we do this is what we do go in there just start cleaning the greens or start cleaning this or start cleaning that and you're like what i why i mean Anyway, so, but I really want you all to uh, engage in the conversation as well. So please feel free to give us a a call here at the radio station in the booth, (laughs) 651-200-3479. Again, 651-200-3479. And it's such a great time to discuss this. Here we are the 2nd of January and all across my timeline, I'm... I've heard conversations. I've actually seen people put dishes, a lots of dishes, of black eyed peas. Some have have mixed it with rice. Um, I've seen one what rice ham and black eyed uh, peas. Some have with uh, uh, cabbage. Others with some others. I think it's greens. Um, yeah, I, I would love to find out more about it even though i did a little bit of research anyway but i'm just saying it's very interesting to understand the the whole backstory and i'm quite sure that this is not all of it what do you what 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 nothing nothing Uh, it's gotta be something it's something i said no it's not or something you read it's it's a joke that this whole article has made me think of which That's is? making me laugh, mm. but um, I'll tell you later. It's it's the the joke is too long. It's not a joke joke. It's just something funny that happened on Twitter. It's interesting. Anyway, so once again, I want to invite you all. Please join the conversation. You know, we're going to be kind of discussing this article, and I just thought it was really interesting. Um, I took for whatever reason I took this year to try to figure out about I don't know <laughs> why 2021 I'm solving I the suppose, black eyed peas I mystery. guess or, or at least for me right. you know but but no this is interesting because I've never I, I wasn't aware of this either I, I really didn't I mean I've heard there he talks the article goes into um, you know literally like history the reasons why and I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with the very first paragraph well maybe the second paragraph <laughs> Of the article, <laughs> one of the things he mentions, or he says that he, he, I know that I'm supposed to do it, but I'm not sure why. 
and so he's like, well, I'm here to provide answers. And these answers came from, you know, from culinary and cultural mashup of Western, uh, West African and West European um, conversations. So first off, why do we do it like January 1st? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a little bit drawn out and I'm just going to kind of paraphrase it. A little it. bit? Yeah, it's a little bit drawn out. Mm. I mean, that first part is like, why on the 1st of January? Well, really, it was Europeans, you know, that started it. But this is going to sound so wrong, but you'll you'll understand. It says for the purpose, the most relevant um, example is Scott's first foot or first foot tradition, or first footer or first foot tradition. The Scots believe that on New Year's Day you'll have good luck all year year long if the first visitor you get, <laughs> the first footer, whoever comes to your home first. Is a dark-haired <clears throat> or dark-complected man or complexioned man? Well, there you have it. You know, it starts off already kind of like, wait. I know, I know, I know, I know. But it goes on to say that if you change up anything, I mean, like hair color, if the gender, anything at all. It's bad luck for y'all. So, um, even though this sounds, I'm just going to say, very racist. Yeah, <laughs> very, man. I mean, but they could, I mean, a dark-complected man, they could have been someone from, your. I mean, European descent or, or something. In they Scotland? I, well, okay, I don't know, but I'm just saying. Don't try to fix this. No, I'm not trying to fix it. <laughs> I'm not trying to fix it. I'm just saying that it could have probably been... An Italian person, oh, come come on, somebody that's blonde, blue eyed, and everything like that, and they see an Italian person that you know, no, like, that's fair, you know, dark haired, you know, olive complected skin, so to a certain extent. All right, fine. Well, I'm not like I said, I'm not trying to fix it <laughs> but, or whatever. But it no, says, but this is just it's just funny to read. It, it is. It really is. But you know, it go you know that person sometimes would actually bring some type of gift or whatnot. Again, enhancing. The opportunity for prosperity for the person whose house they're coming to visit and everything. Hmm. And this is where, you know, now we move into, you know, the, the West African portion of it. Um, and I love the fact that he's given these two different perspectives, if right. you would. This is kind of, it, you're right, this is really cool and really interesting. Yeah. This is where a lot of traditions come from. It's like an amalgam of this and this and this, and then generations later, it's something completely different or something reminiscent of this old, like you said, this old Scottish tradition. And right. So it's just cool to like kind of break it down and see the, the progression of something like this. So, okay, if you're not already familiar, which I, I really don't have to probably explain, but I will, just in case those that are listening that are not familiar with Black Eyed Peas, um, that's Band? really... Shush. Um... <laughs> It really, it's it's actually a type of bean. I mean, like kidney beans, pinto beans, you know, many other beans. Or I was going to say legumes. That's that's not it. I, for, I forgot what what are what are beans? Aren't they legumes? I think you're right. Oh, okay. Well, uh, but they're native to West Africa, and so they're a common cuisine through that region. Um, and they sometimes, would, I mean, for West Africans, they're probably they know them as something different, cow peas, uh, or maybe even field peas, uh, if you're you know from the south. Um, 
but before any type of European involvement, uh, West Africans really didn't have any type of food, you know, New Year's Day food traditions or whatnot. But it was just, you know, they celebrated, you know, with specific foods being very symbolic, uh, and they prepared them traditionally, you know. And one of the things their favorite <laughs> was black eyed peas. Uh, yeah, and interesting. So yeah. I don't really like black eyed peas. I, they are right. I, I mean, because they they're don't, not my first choice, but yeah, I don't dislike them. It's kidney, pinto, black eyed peas. Wow, black eyed peas. <laughs> um, uh, but it's a, you know black eyed peas today. You know the dishes that are prepared. You know it's they do it on occasion, special occasions like uh, the birth of a child. Um, especially if it's twins, which I find that very interesting. But right. you know, uh, if there's a homecoming, a funeral, um, yeah. But you know, they've always considered it a good luck charm and to ward off, as they say, the evil eye. Hmm. So interesting. But how that came to the heritage of, uh, um, yeah, the Europeans and how that came all about you know that's where we get to the kind of scary part let's be honest here folks you we've heard the two parties involved yes you know exactly how how these traditions came to be yeah exactly you know you know you know where they intermingled and how they came to the you know to the the united states exactly well yeah i know i have it it's, it's a story it's part of the story it has to be told you know scott's Enslaved a number of West African individuals, people, and um, of course, West those West Africans they brought their traditions with them, mm-hmm. you know, you know, to the south. Uh, so when you know they were provided provision, the only provisions they were really offered were black eyed peas, and that was just to sustain themselves, you know, to get from where they were stolen from to where they were going to finally end up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's a long way, y'all. That's a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so you could understand why, in one respect, black eyed peas is such a is rooted in so many things: survival, um, remembering where you come from, uh, you know, the traditions that you held, you know, the type of food that you actually you created or that your you know your parents all of that so if the only thing that you had to eat let's say to survive on that way was one of your foods right you know that's gonna hold so much import to you that it's gonna you'll never forget it mm-hmm. and you're you're gonna tell your your children generations right. down like this one means of survival that you had was the one thing you got to bring with you right from home. Ex- exactly you know and and they thought that it was going to be and it was already a good luck charm in their culture anyway mm-hmm. so it's like if you made what, it whatever once again. was a good coach like whatever was a good luck charm it has to be now look this is look this it, is what we have like, and this is what l- let us survive during right. that time period so it's something that we're actually going to draw on even further right its significance will just bolster exactly so here you know the story uh, well, not even the story the history of it uh is that you know 
even when they came when they came here uh they grew black eyed peas on plantations when they were enslaved uh during mid 1700s uh the slave those that were enslaved as well as the slave owners uh were eating black eyed peas on a regular basis you know no one actually knew really you know what other things were really put in it or other ingredients that were used but you know just over a period of time people started adding things or you know doing their own spin on it and at one point you know I come to understand I think it's described uh, further on that uh, it said something to the effect of hmm I'm, I'm skipping over something that I think is very interesting because mm. I never thought I, it said that an, uh, um, I'm not going to I'm going to butcher this Sephardic Jews they came to the south okay. and they were you know so closely connected to their own countries you know Syria and so forth It they started to copy eating uh, black eyed peas for good luck for Rosh Hashanah Hmm. Uh, at, which is their New Year's Day. Interesting. Uh, so once again, here that tradition, you know, I find new, it so interesting how stuff like that just kind of like, I don't know, like how it proliferates itself through other people's other cultures. cultures. Like, oh, that's what y'all do for good luck. That's kind of cool. I'm gonna right. do that. Just, I don't know. Like so, something about that is really interesting to me. Well, could look. I mean, literally. <laughs> I know we're, I'm not trying to be negative about this, but this whole, this article and understanding the backstory and so forth, when you look at it, here, the Scots already had their own little thing. Right. You know, they didn't involve any type of food or whatever, but all of a sudden, you know, here this, they go over, yeah, the bad part, they go over and uh, enslave uh, and kidnap, taken, stolen uh, West Africans to do their wretched bidding. (laughs) Over, their as sla- as, yeah, as slaves. It was farming. Whatever, man. Well, it was bad that they took him, but it was just farming. Whatever, <laughs> they're wretched bidding. <laughs> Hello, anything that you go steal another human being or whatever from their. Like I said, it's awful, but like wretched. <laughs> yes, they're wretched. The, the wretched bidding was farming. Yeah, wretched bidding. Um, but I see what you're saying, though. But still, it was just kind of like okay. Um, it was like double good luck. They were like, "It's already good if somebody dark come in your house, but if he bring his good luck with him when he come in, right. that's double." Right, and and so now all of a sudden, like he's you're talking about how it just co- starts right. to proliferate and then um, he, through other cultures and other you know people start picking up on certain right. things. And I'm just gonna say, notice where the black eyed peas came from. It did not come from. It did not mention anything about any other country that had that interest in doing black IPs until it was brought, stolen. People were stolen from one country, taken to another country by some other individuals from another country, right. and all of a sudden now they take it upon themselves. That's a whole other topic and conversation because really, and I could probably ask like Chef Jamet Raspberry, probably even. I don't know, Chef Trey Hardy and a few other individuals that have, would have their own ideas. And I'm not name dropping. I'm just, these are just people that I know that would have these type of feelings oh, and definitely. conversations and understand about 
with the foods mm-hmm. and where they've come and from a, and have a really um succinct point to say yeah about exactly you know and it's because they've made comments or they've you know posted for instance on facebook and had conversations about certain type of foods and where it comes from and why all of a sudden now it's it's no longer a, a black food. It is now, oh, well, it's food for everybody, you yeah, know, and it's no. taken on. It's like, wait a minute, but, you know, why can't... Right. The cultural folks, origins are important. Yeah, people. it really is. Okay. It's not just all of a sudden, you know, someone over here and feels like, oh, that's beautiful. That's nice. I'm, now I'm going to take it on. And now everybody has it. Right, like and, this. And there's nothing wrong with people enjoying other people's foods and cultures and things right, like that, right. you know. But when you automatically think that now it's... It's important. It, it's just... A, Enjoying it is it's just gentrific- as important. It's food gentrification. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We're having conversations, y'all. Sorry. I know. Now, I was going to say, like, enjoying it is just as important as, like, r- recognizing where you got it from. Right. But yeah, I like that. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't peeped that one. Do, do you said it. <laughs> food gentrification? Yeah. Well, hey, you know. Okay. Anyway, hmm. this goes on. It went on to say... Um, you know, there was some interesting stuff that they were saying, which I just thought was, "Are you kidding me? Really? You put money in 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 beans?" <laughs> uh, but it, you know, this is where it was saying that the lucky type of tradition it it spreads to more people, to more things, how it is related. Um, so, in like North and South Carolinas, the areas that really were strong um, influenced by. And this is a term that I've talked about in the past, but it was specific to the South. So Geechee and Guli um, culture, uh, it's hard to explain, but it really is Southern style cooking. I mean, and the things that they, they did with it were, in this instance, a lot with like um, black eye beans, uh, greens, uh, mustard greens, collard greens, and so forth. But rice was also incorporated in this. And so there is this dish that is called Hop and John. And that's where it's saying that rice is cooked along with black eyed peas or red field peas so that the lucky dish becomes Hop and John. So it, it takes on, it starts to change. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, okay, here we're going to have a pot of black eyed pea, black eyed peas. And then, you know, some cabbage over here. Now, other things start to get incorporated right. in it. And they have to, it doesn't have to take on a new name, but they called it something different. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that's another topic that you could go into. Why is it called Hoppin' John? You know, is it somebody that actually created it? His name is John or something like that? Uh, maybe. Or, you know, it could actually be, unfortunately. <clears throat> but in a study, uh, well, there's a certain book that I've, been reading so trying to finish um there would be white slave owners that would have their cooks in the kitchen and they'd be watching them and and i'm not saying that that's what that's what this is i I see where you're going with it but they would because they felt that this person was like really getting it getting it in the the kitchen it's like and his, well, I'm just saying his name, his name was John. Right, exactly. Who got know? John Hopping? That's what I'm a. And so <laughs> you know, folks were you know the only people were that were realizing that it was something that was good to them or uh, important to them were those that were eating it. Mm. So I don't know. I, it's I'm, possible. I'm but gonna, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a hundred. This sound like 
something I can hear like Aunt Louise. <laughs> well, I can hear her saying that. Well, that's why I, I really love. I, I would have. I should have actually asked her to be on the show, but I know that she's during this time period. You know, folks. You know, some of your relatives tend not to. Um, they tend to be to themselves, and uh, just you know, the beginning of the year, they just kind of like want to drill out and not do anything, whatever. So yeah, I kind of figured that that's what that is. Otherwise, I would have actually called her and be like, hey. For Belizeans, do they have a specific dish that we, you know, for the first of the year that we cook? You know, hmm. I mean, I I could ask Daddy too, but I don't know. I think he's Daddy, focused on other things. He well, no, 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 I, not even that. I just think that he he's not so caught up in that generational with, type and I, of. And I think that's part of the reason why, um, like growing up that. That part of it was a little bit gone. Like we just ate food when when he made it. Like exactly. there was never a, a time period that was strictly associated with it. Right. We'd be like, you know, we're having a party, so like we want this. Like this is what right. we would typically like to make. But it's never anything like on the New Year's we eat this. On right. Christmas we eat this. It was never, never like that. That's exactly. not really his vibe. He's no. just like, I like food, so I'm gonna make what I want to eat right now. Right. Exactly. You know, it had nothing to do with oh well, our tradition was, or you know, when right. my, when I was three, when I was eight, or whatever. You know, this is what my mother used to right. make for us. You know, every single year or at these times of the year. It's like no, so it it's not. I don't think it has anything to do with well, gosh, you don't really know your your culture, or you right. don't know if it's not something that has been incorporated in your childhood right. you can only know as much as right. you're around you know and i know that definitely you know when you're the male or the man you know in the household or whatever sometimes you're not the one that's in the kitchen so I, that's why i would say aunt louise would probably be the better person mm-hmm. that would possibly you know have that yeah. you know that idea or that thought of what would be something that would be considered traditionally done for the new year mm-hmm. and i'm quite sure that there's got to be something but it's never anything we've ever discussed or talked right. about you know I'm, i'll find out and probably talk about it or mention it for next week's show but yeah so uh further on about that whole lucky tradition um situation is that at that particular time they would actually put it, it, this is a, still like hoppin john or if they made some type of version, different version of it, um, they would put a diamond in the in the bottom of the the pot. Yes, I know. <laughs> You're probably thinking somebody gonna choke on that. That's not what I was thinking. What were you thinking? I was thinking like poison from the dot. No, it was like that's the that's the lucky bit. Like, oh, you got the last of the. You got the last of the food. You got the dime. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, of course, when you're storing it, if it, you know. Yeah, that's that creates an issue. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You don't know when that it, you may have placed it at the bottom oh, to okay. initially start because it's heavy. But then as the beans Everyone's itself starts to thicken, played, yeah. well, the, you know, the, with any beans, they start to thicken and they release, you know, water and, and so forth and moisture. So it starts to thicken up. So things start to get melded in and mixed around and, right. and whatnot. So it's going <laughs> to don't even have to scoop that far in. All of a sudden, bloop, it's in your bowl. And you're like, mm. wait. So what that mean? Well, like, it, is there any? Oh, I, I, well, no, no, no. In the article? But that's what I'm saying is that, you know, receiving the diamond you're serving gives an extra boost of good luck. <laughs> and of course, as I mentioned, you know, he was saying the first thing that you would think of is that you're going to be choking. <laughs> People don't care. Hopefully, you're not just gonna be like, oh, you know, yeah, man. 
That's part of the good luck. No, what really to just put it in your mouth and swallow? No. Yeah. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> anyway, but so what? They changed that a little bit so that now it, I mean possibly uh I think there was like uh, what? They for what when they start adding leafy greens, this is the part that I don't get. I'm like, that's dirty money. I mean, unless you're going to you're going to put that in your greens. That's dirty money. It, it, well, it's dirty money. Literally, you know, all these people been. Uh, yeah. But it said that most celebrities, many celebrities have also added dark leafy greens to the plate as a symbol. Well, OK, well, see, there we go. As a as a symbol for dollar bills or folding money. You know, I, I still say that any anything extra put up in there that is not really meant to be consumed is is nasty. It's, it's dirty. Anyway, I'm just saying. Uh, but there you have it. I know it was very convoluted because we were talking about it and we're just giving our own opinions. But it was just I just thought it was really interesting it to is. talk about. You know, because it was the very first. Here we are, the first of the year, and just across the timeline, you know, in your Facebook timeline, you see people. You know, all these dishes of black eyed peas, and I, someone was, people were literally asking, who got that black eyed peas and greens going on? You know, it, let, let me see your pics. And wow, it's me, like that? Yes. Hmm. I'm like, I didn't know. It's, I was telling him, like, he, he, um, he sent me the, the article last night and I kind of skimmed through it, but I just like looked at the title and I was like, why do we eat black eyed peas on <laughs> New Year's Day? And I was like, we do? Like, I, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing we did. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then it was like you know the the little byline was talking about um, the author and his family recipe. So I was like, oh, like he's talking about his family's tradition. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> it's a thing. Apparently not. It is a thing. Exactly. So yeah, don't don't get it twisted at all. It it is a thing, and yeah, I'm just saying wow. it's a real thing. Hmm. It, it is definitely a real thing. Um. I don't know. I there was a there was another article that I was going to share, which oh, it's probably on my tablet, which is just odd because it, I don't see why it doesn't switch over. But this one I didn't send to you because it was more so, and I'm going to be mad if I don't have it. Dang it, I don't have it. Believe that. Believe that. <laughs> Anyway, well, it, it was in regards to, um, what is it? Um, black photo—I mean, f- photography on the level of black chefs or black cuisine. I mean, it's so—and this is not where. Again, I preface this by saying, y'all know I love every. Pretty much just every type of food. I really do. Um, But it is very interesting that you don't really see oftentimes um, African-American food. Like, for instance, if you go to, like, pictures of African-American food. um, That's a good point. You know, not as much as you would see, like, Italian uh, French, yeah, you're you right. know, now that you mention it, uh, you know, and even American, and there, you know, you'll see. I'm just saying, you'll see some Japanese or, right, you know, but where often, do, or where can you really see these these photos, or where are they? But it was a really great article. I'm gonna bring it. 
I literally had it on my tablet, but I don't know what happened. Uh, but and I was reading and I was just thinking, you know, there are a number of of black chefs that are trying to get their work out there, mm-hmm. you know. But who is the person or persons that are actually going to be able to help them with that? Sometimes it can't always be a non-person of color mm-hmm. because they. They just they want to position it or, or put it or plate it a certain type of way to make it. Oh, it looks pretty and something like that. Yeah, son. But, but it does. But it doesn't meaning. always match. No, it really doesn't. And so there need. So it was talking about the importance of black photographer, food photographers, and the only way that we're able to get these photos. You know, like on iStock or Shutter, um, is it Shutterstock? Not Shutterstock. What's the other I one? I think it is Shutterstock. iStock and something else. Anyway, I know which one you're talking about. But you know, there. But, but anyway, when you're going out onto like Google or or Bing or wherever you're going, wherever your uh, internet it is, Shutterstock is right. it okay? And you put in African American food, and you're like, uh, okay, all you're going to show is fried chicken or or whatever or Okay, no, or maybe possibly, possibly greens, and hopefully not watermelon or something like that. But I'm just saying, maybe. But, but I'm just saying. I see what you mean, though. It's very, I'm... <sighs> yeah, right? You said, con- yeah, conversations, conversations. Mm-hmm. So wait, so before we even continue on, I, I just want to say once again, I want to invite you all definitely join in the conversation. Um, if you. Ha- I know you're listening to us on the radio right now, 104.7 FM, WEQYLP, St. Paul. Yeah. But did you know that you could also listen to us streaming live by going to www.tunein.com and then just search for WEQY? And if you have any of your mobile devices, you could download the TuneIn app and also stream on the go. So don't let... You know, let's just say you're driving along, you got to your destination, and you're like, dang, I want to still listen to this conversation or find out what they're talking about, what new food, what place, so on and so forth. But I got to stay in the car. I got stuff to do, whatever. You can get out your car. Throw on them headphones. Exactly. And, and go keep, about your day. And keep streaming. Mm-hmm. Keep streaming. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just funny. It's funny. It's It's fun for me. Anyway. So... Um, no, I just, and I think I may have found that article. May have found that, did I find that article? Jeez, I found the article. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, that was kind of funny. Uh, Um, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just really, it's important for us to have these type of conversations, but it says to value the breadth of black cuisine, you have to photograph it. And again, you know, talking on that whole subject of, you know, when you do search for black food or black African-American food, you know, the things that come up are, you know, and it will say well-known dishes like shrimp, grits, cornbread, collard greens fail to show up in the first page of options. I mean, you have to really dig right. down, dig, kind of like do a deep dive. Man, but you got to go to page two of Google. Well, Don't nobody well, do that. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like, yeah, yeah, it's not there. Right. <laughs> yeah, I no, but I, I, yeah, that's that's crazy to me. That I don't know. Like you said, those those 
and I think that's kind of going into what you were saying about how it's important to to um, have have black chefs be be the ones doing it exactly um, mainly, or pe- or black photographers right. because they understand right. it's part of their culture and they're right. re- representing and that was, that's something an important bit of it it's like um, you could get somebody who's an amazing photographer that knows nothing about NASCAR and ask him to film the race. He doesn't know what he's supposed to be looking at. Whereas a person who knows NASCAR, be like, okay, this is what's important. Be at the, be at the finish line or be, you know, as they're turning that corner, be in the center of the, just as an example. And I think the more, more so that it applies here. It's like, you have that perspective of that being a culture you're familiar with. Exactly. You know, what's, what's important. You know what you're looking at, you know what you're supposed to be looking for. And it, I find it, um, I find it, Odd and a bit, I don't know, kind of like, uh huh. When there's like, you know, dishes that you and I would, black cuisine, shrimp and grits, that's stuff that you just immediately, okay, yeah, why wouldn't that right, exactly. be well, there? And that just shows that, that lack of perspective, why it's not there. Well, likewise, when we think of, and I have to go to my, my favorite meat, oxtail, mm-hmm. how often do we actually see something, a picture of that? I mean, that first comes up. You know, if anything, um, I mean, okay, well, let me take uh, let me take that back because I'll say that's more Caribbean, but that's just my but mindset. It's still, no, you're right; it's it's more Caribbean, so you might get you more likely to see it, but it's still like takes a second, right? Exactly. <laughs> you really got to look. Well, because folks, you know, at the same time, folks are like oxtail. Um, you know, like, they're, y'all, they're, y'all can hate if you want to, but well, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna keep this plate over here for me. Then, well, like. that, that's what I'm saying. You know, if they, you know, folks, you know, they are drawn to things that they're familiar with. If right. they've had it before, or if they've tasted it, uh, you know, and they're not afraid of what it actually looks like because oxtail is not ugly, y'all. I'm, I'm just saying that you know, for some folks, they hear the word oxtail and they've never had it. I've never had that before. Yeah, no cap. It sounds questionable. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, if you right. Until you have it, and, and you're then you're like, oh, like different, okay, right, and then it's like, what? They're serving oxtail. Y'all move out the way, you know. Right. All of a sudden, your mood changes, and you're Every, like, don't yeah. stand in my way. <laughs> I, they, you know, hey, they're trying to give me some oxtail and some rice and beans and and this and that, and just even sometimes oxtail by itself and maybe some bread. Yeah, leave it alone. I'm just saying, hell, yeah, yeah telling you, but. You know, the, this I think is really important. I'm, I feel that there is a number of, I, I guess I'm slowly, I don't know them, I know of them. There are a number of influencers that have the ability to kind of like bring these foods to the forefront um, and make them, but again, it can't just simply be, oh, I'm taking it for my page. I mean, you should be willing to kind of like share that, especially if you're trying to advance your culture and the food and so forth. Mm-hmm. So definitely, okay, use that for your page. Put your watermark on it and everything. But also, if you really want to help out, let it also be available so that it could be out on iStock. Right. You folks could go off and, and which, you know, is so interesting. You can take a wonderful photo and send it to maybe iStock, um, Shutterstock or, or whatever. And any one of these image um, uh, archive companies or organizations. And you could make some type of arrangement to sell that. I mean, mm. honestly, so, and of course, 
yeah, you'll still get some credit. You'll get some residuals or royalties or whatever, but it will also put your food, put the uh, food of your culture out there. Right. And, and you know, I, I say that I'm not chastising anyone because I would be needed to do the same thing myself. But again, uh, you know, the article was mentioning that more black bloggers are coming out on the scene. So more content will get created and it'll help increase the demand for similar content outside of social media. So when you do that, you will have the ability to say, oh, okay, well, dang, I put in black food and here pops up this stuff right. on page one rather Ooh. than on page two or page three you know after you've already gone you know through. you're desperate if you hit page four you Ugh. know you're really looking for what you're wow, trying you're dumb but no i see what you're saying and you know it, it's kind of that thing it all feeds into itself so if you put that out there other people are going oh okay well let me put something out there then and then slowly but surely now we have this the upswell of, of actual things that are representative of the culture. If like, you build it, they will come. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I know that's that's corny. It's, but it's cliche it fits, and it everything. Fits, though, but like, you know, when when there are black photographers and and chefs that are really taking photos of their of their uh, their cuisine, uh, the dishes that they're making, more people, uh, in this case, more people of color specifically, will also start to step up and say, okay, well. I have some creative ideas and everything. Right. It's like, here's... And yeah, fine. It can be a fried chicken. It could be of greens. It could be of, you know, Hop and John. It could be of your black IPs, you know, Cabot, whatever. All right. of these different type of things. And, you know, it's... But again, it's going to take time, you know. And, and sometimes it may not be something that you're like, okay, this is what I need to do as my career. But you'll improve over time, you know. What if you think about maybe a photo that you took five years ago of maybe like a steak that you cooked or whatever, and then you look at one that you took maybe about a week ago or two weeks ago here in twenty well twenty twenty one whatever. Um, you're like, oh gosh, yo, uh, why did I use that type of lighting? That was bad, a bad flash. <laughs> why did I turn the plate that way? Or there's a there's a knife in the way, you know. All of a sudden, you start to think, okay, I've grown, I've progressed, right? And now I could, I feel more confident about sharing that, you know, to iStocks, to Shutterstock, or whatever. And and my food, or the food of the food of my people, <laughs> is gonna be out there. And I'm happy you said that though. What food of my people? Because it was not bugging me, but it was something I was thinking about as we were talking just now. And it's like when you say Italian cuisine, right? Everybody knows where that is. Of everybody course. knows what that is. If you say like African cuisine, that's a ton of stuff. What, right? And so by us doing this, we're I was in my head. I was like creating like this little tapestry right. of the nation with the through the food. Because clearly, at one of the things that I mentioned in the um, in the article is that you know, and I've maybe I've had it and I don't know, but fufu. Which is a, a African, I believe it's a West African uh, dish. I believe it, so, but I'm I'm not certain at all. Um, I've never tried it. I've heard of it though. Yeah, it's a West African dish. Fufu. A person, a non-person of color, or a person that is not familiar with African cuisine at all, they're going to be like, "No, we won't show that." 
you know, are we? That's not right. Interesting enough. But let that have been a, a, African, a West African person or just a person. Right, that's something they ate growing be, up. That's, they're like, like oh, put, oh my put goodness. Right, like, exactly. You know, they're like, when you start to see representation of the food, of your culture, of your people you and everything, right. not only that, you're like excited. You want to share with other people and, and everything. And what what better way right. to to do that is to say, yeah, I created this dish or I made this dish or this is my mom's recipe or whatever and I want to mm-hmm. share it with the world and you see a nice picture of it or you take a picture and you put it out there yeah because you know it's it's not very often that you're going to see dishes like like that like fufu or right. others in food and wine taste of home oh yeah that's not uh, that's bon appetit and I, I'm sorry that that's like throwing those uh, the publications under the bus right no no shade to no. them it's just we're talking about a very unique perspective that from what we've seen that's not it's not your angle no. which is fine exactly and, and so everybody and that's also another reason why it's you have to create something of your own so it may be that i don't think that there is like a black owned um food magazine is there i don't not, think there not is not that i'm aware of but i'd have to look into it right I you know i don't think i can't think of anything but off if the we top of my head okay the only the okay the one that i could think of is and there but they're like a more like an online i think is black foodie uh i think there's one called um Dine, oh, dine, not dinner noir, but dine noir or something to that nature or whatever. But it is the same way that we have to think about is there one? Right. You know, it it shouldn't, these other articles, these other publications simply roll, you know, they pop in your head, they roll off your tongue like that. You know, when it's like. And I think it goes back to what you were saying about representation, where it's like if you see something. You're like, oh, I I know that. That's you know, like you said, like that's my mom's recipe. That's like food I grew up right. on. I was thinking about it, and it's like, um, for me, like like Belize. You know, never get you don't really hear about it. So it's like any little thing, you get super excited. Like you're of watching course. a show, and they just say Belize. You're like, oh. Right, he he said it. Are they going to talk about Dukuno? Are right. they going to talk about Panavas? It's never that. It's always just like I was on vacation and yeah, it's always like a name drop like that. And see, that's the thing and that so, I really want to do. And, and so it's like yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting, but I'm, it made me made me think. Like people always just say Africa like it's not fifty four countries. Right. Like that. What? There's a lot. Right. You like African cuisine? That's fifty four places with what their part own are we history talking about here? and culture and, and food and food because like, the way that they actually put, uh, they actually make certain dishes or whatever or if they make certain dishes at all you know it might be in one region of the country right. or whatever or the, like, the continent whereas on on another they're like creating something totally different it might be right. similar maybe similar ingredients but it's, but it's, it's like different a total it's di- different a, in a way that's distinct a different taste they might add something to it that this region over here doesn't right. do it and they're like oh no we don't do that we do right. this we put some they'll meat be able to it. taste it like oh you oh. must have got this from the ex- you're from the western side right because like, that's how you make it okay right. exactly and it's exactly. like i don't know and i'm saying this just as much for everyone listening as i was as it is for myself me come to that realization it's like when we when you say america you can look at the map and see it's broken up into these little sections of course but it's all america these are just different states exactly when you look at it and it's formatted similarly potentially on a map of Africa, those are not different states. Those are different countries. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just it's just interesting to me. Um, but but it's also really cool that 
fortunately, this is an idea that more than just us have had. Right. And these people are, you know, trying to do what they can in in service of that. Exactly. Exactly. Showing some documentation and showing the food of their culture some love. Yeah. Okay, y'all. So, in the past, we've gotten away, because of just things that we've been going through in the pan 2020, we have gotten away from kind of like sharing like new foods, Our roots, new places, things like that. So I noticed online that um, there are a number of places that are going to be opening up and specifically like in the North Loop, there are three restaurants that are going to be opening at, at Gray's. Uh, and provisions so if you've probably been there already you know that there are certain restaurants that are already there i believe there is i'm not even going to try to remember the name but i know solbo is there but there's there's a pizza place that i've talked about and i can't remember because i've not eaten there so i'm not going to lie about that (laughs) uh i have eaten at solbo so i know about solbo but um there are a few there it's a small little kind of like food hall sort of but it's also a really cool place to just kind of like hang out and enjoy some really great food conversation or whatnot. I know that we're still in the situation of we could only do takeout or curbside or, or, you know, in these instances, but there's still restaurants that are going to be opening probably just on a small scale or again, uh, takeout. Uh, and so we want to kind of like bring a few of those to you. One of the ones, as I mentioned already about, is the sister restaurant to Soul Bowl, and it is Bad Wings. Um, bad Wings is bad, y'all. Uh, bad in a good way. Was that that menu you sent me? Uh, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm going to double check. No, and I, I don't think so. No, mm-hmm. I don't remember ever sending you this menu. Okay. Um, but this, they have... it. It... You could go on there yourself and, and look <laughs> at, at, at Bad Wings and see their menu and everything, right, but... Let me, let me see what they're talking about. Well, when you look at it, you're going to be like, dang, wait a minute now. Hold up. I'm already peeping these pictures. It, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Uh, there is one... Gosh, what is the one? Because I've had like three or four um, types. Where is it? I mean, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Chicken tenders. Uh, dang it. Come on now. I'm trying to find the specific. There's a specific wing that I, I really love. Yes, bad wings. But I'm just saying that there's a specific one. Wow. Oh, gosh. Because there's there are the um, what do you want to say? I, I was going to say the juices. <laughs> there is the. Uh, Andre. Dang it. Anyway, it's like a, uh, it's like a, I don't want to say I'm thinking of another restaurant or whatever. It, anyway, there are specific, when you're ordering the traditional wings, and you could see on the actual photo, you know, when you're ordering online, they have very unique names, is what I'm trying to say. Uh. Very, very unique names. Yes, I know. Start order, blah blah blah. I'm <laughs> trying to find it. It's just really great because you know they have actual wings, but they also have um, uh, vegan wings, if you would. Oh, they got ribs. 
Yeah, I'm hungry. This is Man, see, I can't I can't find I can't find the um the the sauce or the the, the different types. They have a variety of types. Anyway, I'm sorry, I okay, don't want to get all the sauces. Say it. Oh, I don't I don't know what you're looking for. Oh. Uh, Rude boy. Rude boy is good. Oh, there it is. Which the, uh, Minneapolis Mamba. Uh, Breathe that. Our, oh, our sweet and tang taste on the DC classic sweet and tangy vegan. Okay. Let me see. Because there's, there's a difference between being on the... Oh, the triple OG one is really good, which is Buffalo Soldier, Lemon Pepper Wet, uh, Ranch... Um, Lemon uh, pepper wet. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they also have the uh, lemon pepper wet, which is just zesty, zesty lemon pepper um, butter uh, vegan. You know how we feel about the lemon pepper. Of course. Of course. Uh, what was that? Oh, dang. Okay, well, anyway, go go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little excited and just got really th- through, thrown off at everything. So anyway, that's bad news. <laughs> There's another place. So they had their official grand opening um, January 1st, which was yesterday. But um, Chef Gerard Class, and he's just got a great um, uh, uh, crew working with him. He, he has his wife as well as uh, wonderful other individuals that works with him. Um, to create these wings and pre- 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 prepares, gosh, mm. I was trying to say provide, prepare um, these dishes and these sauces and everything is just, that are just so so great. Um, the next one is a place called it's seven a.m. somewhere, and uh, I thought this was really interesting because they are they have served breakfast, and it seems like any time of the day. And I love that. You know how much I love breakfast food. Right. And it is, they have some wonderful stuff on the menu. They've got, what, a Paul Bunyan BLT. Hmm. They have, what, uh, yeah, you bet your bread, uh, you bet your breakfast burrito, which is egg, dirty rice, cheese, 7 a.m. secret sauce. I don't know what that is, but I, it sounds good. Anything that has something called secret sauce, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Melt of 10,000 steaks. Which is their secret menu item? Yo, this sound wild. Right, exactly. Um, they've got a vegan breakfast burrito. Uh, oh, don't you know poutine? Uh, Ooh, wait a minute. Seasoned breakfast potatoes, Ellsworth cheese, uh, cheese curds, scratch made breakfast sausage, and then gravy topped with a fried egg. Y'all, mess. I'm telling you, it just incredible stuff. Uh, they're they're gonna. I believe they're open right now, or. I'm, at least from what they're indicating, <laughs> I'm trying to get this other this other one in. This other one though, um, okay. So that's the 7 a.m. Uh, this uh, it's 7 a.m. somewhere. Uh, the last one, <sighs> y'all. I, I, I'm, I'm fighting. Uh. I'm fighting. <laughs> I'm fighting because um, I, I <sighs> go ahead, nephew. This <laughs> spot called the. Avocado dish, yeah. Now he is he is acting blah. all blah blah because he hates avocado. It's not I hate it because I could eat it in sushi, but to have it like in other stuff, I can't do I can't do guacamole. I can't do and even when I have the sushi, 
it literally is like okay i can't wherever we got to go afterwards i have to make a oh he doesn't hate avocado avocado hates him it yeah it, it doesn't doesn't sit, sit well, well with me with, with no. the umbuji foodie no it doesn't even though i will masticate through it uh with sushi but why must you say these things yeah well hey uh, there's some wonderful stuff here. They've got some. I, I looked at their menu and everything. And you're like, really? Gosh, this is some good stuff. Yeah, this does look really good, right? You know, and yeah. So those are three restaurants, and you know, I, I wanted to to give a shout out and just kind of like mention or whatnot. But um, yeah, why not check them out? They've got some like a tomato and feta. Uh, it's either you can have it in a toast or a bowl, which is garlic roasted tomatoes with crumbled feta, red onion, cucumber, and avocado. Uh, you could create your own bowl. You could create your own toast. You know, for instance, a choice of bread, um, your classic wok, four signature toppings, and a dressing. And it's it's at a reasonable price. Mm. So many other things that are on the the menu as well. Of course, it is all associated with avocado mm-hmm. they even have and this is just i don't know uh pb and j smoothie which is avocado peanut butter strawberries frozen banana and almond milk um mm-hmm. i don't i don't know about that <laughs> <sighs> maybe if things weren't willing. so prevalent so prominent with avocado i'd be willing to try it just to see what's up but just listening to you read off the ingredients i don't mm-hmm. know about that <laughs> Oh man! See, I, I could even do like a avocado. If it's a, like an avocado cilantro mixture, like like a sauce oh, yeah. or something like I that, those those are pretty good, right? But just to have the avocado itself is, and it's not anyway. It's not for me. <laughs> but I'm telling you all about it because it really is a great place. I think someone they they have another place uh, in Dinky Town. So it was just kind of like, yeah, this is where you need to go, folks. Hmm. You just need to check it out. Nice. Okay, so that sound or no sound in the background that's slowly crescendoing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is to let you know that we have come to the end of the show. Man, I know that we have kind of like been yammering on, and that's my fault. But we wanted to talk about some interesting stuff. So, right. hello. Hope you felt... Uh, Inspired to make some Hoppin' John or some type right. of version of Black Eyed Peas, whatever. But as always, want to thank you all so much for tuning in today. We'll be back next week at ten, <laughs> not Damn, ish. Right, we were good. Uh, we were good today. <laughs> so thank you all again, and remember, never let anyone tell you what type of food you be because it is food that uh, strengthens us and brings us together with all the experiences that we have. Until next time, peace. peace. Sit on down with the unbuja food day.